All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a potty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hey, man. It was a watered-down Premier League this past weekend, but this will not be a watered-down Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. There was plenty of excitement. Yeah, there was. But not as much fantasy excitement. No, that's true. Unless your name is Scott Weeby or Brian Chesko. Why is that? You two had good days. Everyone everyone in the world was disappointed. Everyone in the world was disappointed by this game week. As Scott as Josh King is just pouring in goals. Oh man. Brian is owning him in the league. I'm thinking that guy. He's having a title-winning season, Brian. Chester. We'll talk Scott, about, we'll you talk had about the, Josh King later. Scott, you had the the highest score of the week this week in the mini Not league. Well quite, done, but pretty close. I was I was up there. Okay, no one noticed because I'm so far down in the table. You for did our mini league. You did very well, but I had a very good week. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say what I had because we're going to have to talk about this in a little bit. Uh, 49 points, which is which is pretty good. Well, almost doubled the average. League score. average was what 26 or something, something nice. like that. That sounds about right. 26-27. I mean, I say league. I mean... Like all of FPL. Yeah. 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 And you came in just under that. 22. Which is important for us to talk about because last Horribly week... Horribly disappointed. Well, true. But this, this is going to make for great theater for our podcast. Oh, that's true. Because later on in this episode, we're going to talk about our free hit debate that we had for this previous game week 31. We spent about 25 minutes on it last week, and it was all very good. Um, but we're going to recap that as we get later into the episode. Uh, your My 49 versus your 22. And we're going to talk about what that means for when you, Dave, decide to play your free hit chip. Because my 49 came with the free hit. Your right. 22 came without it. Right. You just you just did what you could with the watered-down game week and, 31, and five it, matches. Ironically, it all hinged on two players. That's true. One of them Two being- players... Who normally you and I are on opposite sides of the fence on. I'm pro Mo. You. You're pro Sadio. You and we should flipped. be proud of yourself for well, making great decisions, Scott. Let's, let's get to that later. I am embarrassed. <laughs> let's get to that later. And let's I get to have that later. to apologize to the fantasy soccer world mm. for being a complete tool and douche, well. thinking Salah would snap out of whatever he's in. Mm-hmm. Do it later. Yeah, later. Fine. We're going to get to that. Fine. Fine. We're going to recap how the free hit worked later in the show, and then we're going to look ahead to if you want to use your free hit in 32, which will be coming up not this coming weekend as we record this, but the following weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And so that's going to be next midweek. 
That's, well, more on that to come, right? So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to, as we record this, it's Monday night following Game Week 31. We're facing an international weekend. And then after that, we will get into Game Week 32. As we record this, we're going to be referring to the fact that there are Again, as we record this, 12 matches scheduled for Game Week 32. We'll have to come back next week when the schedule gets updated again because uh, we think Pep may have given away that there's going to be at least a 13th match. Possibilities. A City-Cardiff match rescheduled for Game Week 32. So it's going to be a bigger double Game Week 32. There's going to be teams with double Game Weeks. All of that's going to be part of our discussion later on in the show. But we're going to start with the Game Week 31 Dream Team and talk about what we saw in the five matches that did take place. We're going to have a few of the segments that you've come to know and love. And then at the end of this episode, because it is a shorter week, it should be a should be a shorter episode, <laughs> we're going to come at the end and we're going to renew, we're going to update everyone listening on the five bets that mostly you and I, Dave, have made with one okay. another yeah, sure. during various episodes of this podcast. Brian got involved a little bit on one of them. We're going to see where they stand since we're now seven-ish matches away from the end of the season. It's a good time to reset those bets and see where we're at. I like it. All right, so that's what's coming. Are you guys ready? Oh, I am no. so ready to get on with what we're going to do. Let's get into the Game Week 31 Dream Team, and we'll use that to frame our discussion of the five matches that did take place during the Game Week as scheduled. And let's start at the back. This one shocked me. Shocked me, I say. Really? The goalkeeper in the Game Week 31 Dream Team was Keppa. That is shocking. Despite Everton 2, Chelsea nil. Keppa, highest scoring goalkeeper with 11 points. No goalkeeper has ever been less deserving of making the dream team than Keppa Arithabalaga. He saved a penalty. One of those, uh, it was one of those tricky plays where the penalty kick was saved, but then the it, guy it, taking the penalty kick was there to just tap it right in it on the rebound. Rebounded very nicely and conveniently. He right had a moment to Yofi, set himself. Yeah, absolutely. And he had, could make sure that he finished the job. So Kepa gets the benefit of saving a penalty kick, but he still gave up two goals, but he still made enough saves to where somehow the voodoo math gave him 11 points. Nothing better for a goalkeeper than saving that penalty. Annoying, annoying, annoying. He had six saves, three bonus points, yeah. and a penalty save. Now, as we were talking about Game Week 31 in our free hit debate last week, we talked about two goalkeepers primarily. We talked about Allison. Yeah. And we talked about Fabianski. Boy, were they, did they let us down. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. Neither of them making the dream team. I put on our website. So if anyone follows our blog, fantasysoccerfc.com is our website. If you go to fantasysoccerfc.com slash content, you'll see all of our podcast episodes and then additional blog posts that, I, that sometimes Brian and I write. Now, I discussed how I built my free hit squad on that site. At no point at all did I mention Keppa because what I did actually say about the Everton-Chelsea match is I have no idea what's going to happen in this match, and I mostly stayed away from it. The only player I brought in from either of these clubs was probably Hazard. Was Eden Hazard. Yeah. Sure enough, as predicted... I had no, I never I had no idea 2-0 Everton was going to happen in this match. Of course. Now Chelsea had all the chances early, but Everton actually scored theirs late and so that that obviously contributed to the win here. 
Uh, we'll talk more about Everton later in the as we get into the defenders. But uh, Kepa with his 11 points. If you guessed that one, hey, you benefited. I can't imagine many people. One, not many people own him anyway. Two, if you're free hitting, I mean, why would you ever do that? I mean, that was that was the whole issue with us last week with goalkeepers was why spend more there. I know going into this week that would have been the it seemed you know everything on paper seemed you know all all nicely uh, set up for everybody. This you know going this far off script again is very annoying. But why would you have ever spent that much money on your goalkeeper? I don't think anybody would have done that. Not on the free hit, no. And if you're going to, you're going to go a little higher to Allison. Yeah. I mean that's that's the only thing that made sense there. All right, let's go into the defense. This will help us frame some of the other matches that took place. The first and highest scoring defender in our dream team, there's three defenders in the back on the dream team. The highest scoring one was Wes Morgan of Leicester. Garbage. He scored 10 points. He's now, a great fella. Just, I mean, come on. He's man. a good guy. He's no a one, good guy. No, yeah, of course. No, but yeah. fantasy-wise, no one's owning it. He's going to be for Brendan Rodgers Leicester what Colo Toure was for Brendan Rodgers Liverpool. Which still had no influence on fantasy. True, but but I'm going to tell a story, and you're not going to believe me. I already don't. But this is this is real. <laughs> All right. So as I'm planning out my free hit squad, and as I'm blogging about it, ready to post, I got to where I had one place left to fill, and I had 4.7 pounds to do it. And I looked at Lester's defenders, and I couldn't go to Ricardo. Uh-uh. There was Wes Morgan at 4.5. He was the only defender I could go to that I would have any desire to have. And I went another direction instead. Oh, man. Did not bring in Wes Morgan. He almost was brought in. Honestly, I might have put him on my bench anyway. Yeah. More on the bench. More on my bench later. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, Wes Morgan, 10 points, thanks to his goal late in this match. Uh, moving along, uh, speaking of Everton earlier, as part of that victory over, over Chelsea, Seamus Coleman makes yeah. the Game like, Week 31 Dream Team. With Dream eight Team points. 2015. If we'd planned ahead, maybe we should have had you do a Seamus curse, Brian. No, this is just in my face. As I'm as I'm saying weeks ago, I wish Seamus was more ownable. I wish he was more of a, a, a viable fantasy option. Sure enough, he turns into one, makes a dream team this week. Hey, Bless you, Seamus. Let's Shamus. talk. <laughs> this at least has some form of fantasy relevance. In the last three games that Coleman's played, his scores are 11, 6, and 8. Two of those games being against Liverpool and Chelsea. Now, Ryan. Yeah. Seamus Coleman, what say you? Well, I mean, I say the same thing I did before. I mean, Dino was such the the hot commodity there for so long, and Seamus was priced higher. So until Seamus's price got closer, Seamus had to come down. Dino had to go way up, and now that they're about the same, no, Seamus is still Seamus is playing great. Okay. So what, would you own him? No, I still don't like their schedule. Their schedule me being at West Ham, home to Arsenal, at Fulham, home to United, at Crystal Palace, home to Burnley, I just, away to Spurs. I just don't want to spend f- over five dollars on a on a defender that I'm going to have to put in and out of the lineup on alternating. Are, are you though? Because he's at a six and eight against Liverpool and Chelsea. I I mean, I have not gotten. I'm just. Let's look. That's I'm just valid. I'm That's just valid. throwing stats out. Now, I know. technically, you, you mentioned the last three he played because he did not play at Newcastle, or there was at least zero points uh, as I'm looking at. Maybe it. if he would have played, the 
they wouldn't have allowed two goals, Scott. <laughs> sure. I have not gotten to where I've gotten rid of Luka Dina. So I still have him. And his last four scores, and he has played in all four matches, five, seven, four, and six. Which That's is not terrible. Good. That's right. not terrible no, at you all. Like sure, that. That's good. However, I don't trust Everton. I don't care who the opponent is. Well, you're is. a Liverpool f- no, 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 no. I, I have a secret soft spot in my heart for Everton, which as a United States adopter of Liverpool, I feel like I'm also allowed to have. I came up enjoying Liverpool while D- David Moyes was the manager of Everton, and I secretly admired what he was doing there. And I like Marco Silva. You, Every Reds fan listening to this is I know. flicking Listen, you off. I, I get it. I totally get it. What are you doing? This is, the, this is what the growth of the Premier League looks like in the United States, okay? Now listen, I'm not saying I'm an Everton fan. I am a Liverpool fan. I was bitterly disappointed when Liverpool Look drew you, against Mr. Everton. Look at you, fence straddler. No fence straddling. That's that's that guy over there. That's you got Brian's half stuff. a shirt that's blue and half that's red. False. It is fully red. I'm just saying when Liverpool's not playing, I don't hate Everton. Okay? Now listen. I own Lucadinha, but I don't trust a single result of Everton's. Who predicted this win? Who can predict what? I mean, Everton's in the bottom half of the table. They shouldn't be there. With the talent they have on their squad. They're 11th. Don't make it sound like they're They are entirely for... unpredictable. Lucadinha, for most of those 20... They're four points out of 7th. Fair enough. But for, for the 22 points in his last four matches, I think just about all of those have, have stayed on my bench because yeah. I have no idea what to expect from Everton. I get it. I'm just saying, for whatever reason, it, I don't know if Everton's coming into a little bit of form. I don't know. But... Their last few results have been pretty good. Now, the one defender that I did own... By the way... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. One more point. Yes. Brian, who is number two in goalkeeper scoring for this fantasy year currently? Uh, Well, Dave, let me guess. Is it Jordan Pickford? Holy crap, it's Jordan Pickford. That's crazy. Now, Scott... He's not having a banner year. I... I don't know. I, I definitely haven't owned him. Yeah. I don't know. I will probably up till now wouldn't have recommended it, but somehow come hither or tither, he is there. <laughs> uh-huh. I, All right. I, I don't know how to explain it. Six, seven, seven, nine is yeah. last four. Yeah, 20, that obviously 29 helps. points in the last four weeks is definitely going to help you that do that. Maybe the fact that Ederson didn't play this game week and he had a two in the last game week. I I know what you're about to say, Dave. I'm just is, saying. I know you're about to say points are points. Points he's, are points. But he's not going to end second. I'll, I'd make another bet on that. He's not going to end. What up. would you have bet early in the season that was seven games left that he'd be number two in goalkeeper scoring? You'd never know who would take that. My favorite time to own Jordan Pickford was weeks one through six, <laughs> when I did own Jordan Pickford as my starting goalkeeper for the season. And how did he do for you? He got a total of like four points <laughs> in the first seven weeks. All right, moving on. I get on. it. The last defender in the Dream Team, the one I did get right, but not for the reason As I expected. As did I, the one thing I got right this week. <laughs> Ogbonna of West Ham putting in seven thanks to his goal in their uh, in the Hammers match. I sure thought they'd get a clean sheet. The only, the most, the least disappointing of the West Ham defenders this week. Whatever the furthest, I don't know what the furthest thing, or if you could even say that something is the furthest thing from a clean sheet, but giving up three goals against Huddersfield feels like the furthest thing possible 
from a clean sheet. Yeah. But Agbana puts in a goal, he gets seven points, and at least redeemed one of my hammers decisions. By the way, I went all in on this on this result. Because that's what you're supposed to do with your free hit, I right? I agree. I I did not use it. If I would have, I would have had Fabianski and I would have I would not have gone for any scores. Nope. I would have gone strictly defense, probably had Ugbana, Ugbana and Declan Rice. That's exactly what I did, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Didn't really do me any good except here with, with Ogbana. Yeah. All right, moving into the midfield. Four midfielders in the Dream Team nailed the captain pick, which I felt great about. One last thing on West Ham. Okay. Brent, or Scott, where are they on the table? I don't know. Bottom half. Eighth. They're ninth. Oh, man. How's that possible? They're, they're three points away from being seventh by themselves. You Two know, points away from being tied with Wolverhampton in seventh. Yeah. I know that nobody, like, no one really wants to admit that there's a race for seventh. Everyone wants to think that the Europa League, like, see Burnley this season, like, the Europa League seventh place, you know, outside the top six is like a cursed position. If West Ham could get there, they have the money. Yeah. And that where they could actually have a squad deep enough. And, and a, a manager, manager now who can do who that. Is yes. Familiar he with can that. spend that money and wisely. So I was looking at attendances. This means nothing about anything. Yeah. But I, I noticed some of the home games, West Ham's attendance this past weekend, well, 59,000. Yeah, London Stadium. Leicester's was 20. Yeah. Burnley's was 12. London my point, Stadium. My point being, that is a crap ton more income. That's true. Right? That's I mean, true. and that's why they made the move. Yeah. That's right. And yeah, sure, London Stadium sucked last year. They made some changes. Fans got used to it. Everything's better. If they snuck into seventh place, that would be a sneaky seventh for them. They're playing. That, that, that can easily happen. Look, they got past what they what was killing them in the first the first you know, first injuries. five weeks or whatever of the season. Yeah. I mean they, they did get through, they battled through a billion injuries. Yeah. They've managed to make it through. I feel like it's like uh it's like the reverse spurs in a way. I feel like they're they they're kind of coming coming good at the end of the season here now, despite a lot of adversity. Come on, Mark Aronovich, get your head in the game. Now, he'll, never, the, he'll never be healthy. The I one know, thing is this. He'll never be healthy. Here's the one big hiccup that will probably keep them out of seventh. Yeah. That's the schedule's scary. not great. At Chelsea, at United, at Spurs. Yeah. All their big games are not at home. Listen, I'm a, I know this is not a college basketball podcast, but here in the United States, it's a great time to be a college basketball fan. March Madness is upon us. When you talk about March Madness, you have to talk about Cinderella. Cinderella being teams advancing, winning games that they're not supposed to win. It always happens. When you have a one-and-done, winner-take-all format, that's that's what can occur. It's a terrible format for, for allowing the best team to be your champion. Well, it's similar to FA Cup ties. It bit. is similar to that, but in this case, it's 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 what determines the actual champion of college basketball, which is horrible. Give us the Premier League system in every sports league, please. Right. Anyway, I digress. When it comes to March Madness, we love Cinderella. When it comes to seventh place in the Premier League, Cinderella is Wolves. It's yes. Wolves. Everyone wants Wolves to finish seventh. Not me. <laughs> West Ham. Well, West Ham, like you said, you so they've, got the, they've got the infrastructure to do it and to actually do it well. Sorry, oh, Burnley. I know why. Portugal's on your list. Oh, makes so much sense now. One Not of the 28 true. countries that he uh, wants to have sent into the yes, sky. Unbelievable. See last week's podcast. Move on. All right, actually getting into the midfield now. Sadio Mane. Yeah. If you captained him. He's a difference maker. He made the difference for you. Uh, he did for me. He's why I got a 49 
He scored 13, 26 if he captained. You know, it. this all is so, everything is so. <laughs> congrats to the people who had the like, guts to captain him. I'm so. Hey. What? Whoa, 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 no, stop, whoa, Brian. Whoa, stop. Whoa, stop. Whoa, hold, on, whoa. Hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on right now. What? Just let me mope. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to address your comment with real analysis, Brian. Go ahead, Dave. Mope. Last year. Yeah. I finished not good in our mini league, okay. mainly because I refused to bring in Salah. I know. This year, <laughs> I refused to get rid of him. I know. And it and and he <laughs> has sunk my ship. I have had three. The last three weeks are by far the three worst weeks I've had all year. And I literally have dropped from third or fourth in our mini league to like ninth. Now, there's a bunch of us grouped up together. I think I'll be okay. I hope so. But bottom line is... Salah is dragging down. He is the the boat. I was going to say, sinking Dave, I ship. agree. It's, Stick it's, with him. It's amazing that no, the, the, he's already gone, and I feel great. No, oh, he's gonna he's gonna score so many points. The stubborn refusal the the to the stubborn refusal <laughs> to to take him out of my squad is killing me. Nothing is more. Nothing mocks me more than that little blue star next to his okay. next to his jersey. Hold on here man. on my on my screen when I look at my my squad. Now I know how that blue star works, so this is not quite an accurate statement. But we're talking about the same Mo Salah on the season who scored two hundred and five points. True. How many game weeks have you owned Mo Salah? Many. Which is why you're first in our mini league. So shut up. Hey, no, two hundred and five no, no, Scott, points. Scott. I think the most he's scored for me since I've owned him, and I've owned him what feels like for at least the last 10 weeks, is eight <laughs> points. Yeah, he scored eight in game week 26. Exactly. Yeah. He's been <laughs> He's not. That's not <laughs> Well, listen, the worst part. Oh, really? The thing that makes Not me, scoring. The thing that M- makes Mr. me. Mr. 205 points, not scoring You don't midfielder. get to 205 the points. player on my team, not scoring anything midfielder. How many guys in your squad are getting more than, say, 12 points per pound? Because that's right now about what he's at with Probably 205 points. all of them. <laughs> well, but his return, yeah, that's the thing. His, it's, <laughs> he's well past the point of this is too many weeks without the kind of returns that you expect from someone as expensive as him. And NBC Sports pulled it. I'm sure plenty of other people saw it. He was terrible against Fulham. And that was the whole point was he was how, subbed off again. How can he be worse than than he? I mean, he was involved plenty. That was that was the Robbie Musto analysis. Just like we, I mean, we, you saw the the highlights. He was involved a ton, but no one was dispossessed in the in the match more than him. He his touch was bad. He was just not, especially once he got to the penalty area. He had a ton of touches there. They he were just had, all he terrible. Had, he had shots, and they they weren't great. They were right at Sergio Rico. Right, I, I get it. But there's going to be a moment in a match soon with a tap in goal, and it's going to release the floodgates. And most Salah owners, those who stay the course with him, are going to feel great. Now, right now, I don't. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so, so get off your high horse. But listen, this is what we said from the beginning get of the season. Get off your high horse, Lance, a lot. In our preview pod, we said the storyline of the season is going to be Mo Salah's price, which has been exactly right because he was yeah. priced just perfectly to make it matter whether or not you owned him at 13 pounds when the season started. He has put in 205 points. That is not a terrible total. That is a really good score. It's a really good score. He's crap. He's not crap. But at 13 pounds, I get why you feel that way. 
Back to the guy who has actually in the dream team, Sadio Mane. 186 points. Guy's a stud. 13-3, 14-13 in the last three weeks. And again, I know some people triple captained. You were one of them, Mo Salah. I did. In this last game week. I, I thought for sure that this was going to be the week. Have you ever been this was going to be the and week. And that's not Ryan, a bad decision. Where he breaks loose and gets his hat trick. Listen, if there's one thing that was obvious when you looked at 4-3 West Ham over Huddersfield. When you look at 2-0 Everton against Chelsea. When you look at 2-1 Liverpool over Fulham. Like all these scorelines. One thing became painfully obvious, especially because this was a free hit candidate week. This isn't fantasy soccer. This is lottery soccer. You're playing the lottery with this. You played the lot. You played the odds, Dave. Well, you have. You to. played the odds. Triple captain Mo Salah at Fulham. You played the odds. It didn't work out. I went ahead and captained Sadio Mane, primarily because he was in form. Yep. It felt risky. Even though he never his away form has been bad this year. It felt risky. Mo, a lot of people would say that's not a good choice. You said it couldn't have been predicted, Brian, but I looked at the guy who was in form and I said, you know what, I'm just going to hope that it happens for one more week. Plus, I knew you were too <laughs> The benefit of having a podcast with you, sure. Dave, meant that I knew you were triple captaining Mo Salah. Sure. And I said, I need the differential. Well, I, mean, I need the differential because I need my free hit to count against Dave. Sure. Well, and I mean, and that's podcast specific, obviously, but it worked. Thirteen for for Sadio Mane. I mean, we last week we did say. I mean, I I did go back and listen because I was curious to see how a lot of these calls what? went. And then, of all of our no. listens, the hundreds and thousands of listens, Brian was one no, of them. Listen, I went back and listened just to see. And what we did, you know, I I, I said it. I mean, it was this that, that anyone with Mane knowing that this was such an obvious Salah week was, you know, was probably saying, yeah, please, please, Captain Salah. I have Mane. And it was a, it was a Mane week and it's, and it just keeps on rolling. And Mane is, I mean, his goal was perfectly executed. But listen, I would bet my mortgage that Mo Salah will Turn it around at some point between now and the end of the season. It is going to happen. Yeah, I just man, I, he's got some. He's got the fixtures a, f- a few times here before the end of the season to be able to do it. But oh man, he's he is he looks like he's pressing. All right, I'm going to keep moving through the midfield. You could have maybe predicted James Madison from Leicester. Yeah, with nine points. Yeah. He's been excellent and, for whatever reason, continues to get subbed early. Do you know what I like, though, about James Madison's success, even late in the season? I like the fact that there actually are clubs in the Premier League who are willing to bring players up from within, from the championship, from within the lower ranks in England, and allow these players to play and to succeed. James Madison, a couple years ago, we saw that with Andre Gray, who's managed to stick around here with Watford. I mean, even Liverpool with Trent Alexander-Arnold, you're seeing it. Manchester City are staying the course with Phil Foden, even though he can't get any playing time. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is actually starting to kind of sort of get some minutes for Chelsea. We are maybe, maybe possibly seeing a shift, but James Madison still remains that guy. He's that guy from the championship this year in the Premier League. And he's he's done okay. Yeah, he's done all well. Right. And I think I mean Scott. I know you were concerned when he first came into the league. You know when he because he started really well, and 
the I thought fear, it'd fade. The fear is fa- fading, yep. but I think that is. I mean, may, if that was Claude Puel managing him, thinking like, "We know how important you are. We need you healthy uh, through the season." Managing the minutes might, you know, it's going to tick off the supporters. But I mean, he's playing still as good as he was at the beginning of the season, if not better. He's still as crucial to their creative, to what they do creatively going forward. And I, I mean, I feel like he is back definitely on the radar of you should think about picking him back up for the season. And I hate to read into too much, but he does seem to be an arrogant. <laughs> but don't underestimate the fact that he's a young employee with a new boss. Yeah. And that has to motivate you. And so that might be part of the equation here too. You have five more weeks, four more weeks of good Lester, and then uh, the last three weeks of the season, I think you might shelve all of them. But except, the J- except bump, Jamie, except Jamie Vardy, the but. new manager bump will come to an end by then anyway. Yeah. Ryan Babel of Fulham didn't see that nine coming. No, but that's, did. that's neither entirely. Did, neither did Virgil. Thanks a lot. I, well, it's not even entirely Virgil. I mean, I know. if Milner doesn't shank it, yep, and then Virgil doesn't do what he did, and then Allison isn't timid and weak in the box. Where did that come from? I don't know. I mean, Allison, that was Allison's ball. I know where it came from. He saw a pink-haired guy running at him. (laughs) That would scare you. Yeah, it doesn't happen every day, does it? (laughs) No. (laughs) But, I look, I told my brother, Brother Matt, before this match started the day before, I said, you know what's going to happen tomorrow? Ryan Babel is going to score. Because that's what happens in this soccer universe. Yeah. When someone, an old player, comes back and plays against his old team, it happens. I don't know how to explain it, but it happens. And that was not a surprise to me. Yeah. What was a surprise is the fact that Fulham hung around to yeah. the, like the 81st minute. Till yeah. the end. And then, yeah. it, and then it took a penalty. Yeah. To win it. Which what is Sergio Rico doing? I don't know. I asked the same question when he didn't catch that shot in the first half. I always wonder that whenever whenever keepers do not catch a ball that looks very catchable. And Sometimes, he did it he did it twice where I'm like, whoa, just catch it, man. What are you doing? It's interesting. It's interesting because like that's the one thing I wish I wish I had the ability to do with fantasy soccer is to get to know these guys. If I could know them on a personal level, I could probably do a better job with whether or not I want to own them. Oh, sure. Well, that's why you got to rely on your sources. Sure. Because sometimes goalkeepers improve backlines, and sometimes bad backlines influence goalkeepers. And in this case, Sergio Rico has not made Fulham better. Fulham has made Sergio Rico worse. That's probably He's not a terrible goalkeeper. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that. And yeah, he's been... He's so used to getting... uh, a disorganized line in front of him. Yeah, he might. He, he it's just shaking his confidence. He doesn't know what he's doing. Finishing out the midfield, Janino Bakuna, Huddersfield, eight points. Lots of lots of Bakuna on the bench. <laughs> lots of benches with Bakuna. Bakuna on the bench. You Not put, helping you out at all. Put your free hit team together. You get a cheap Huddersfield guy just to throw him down there just in case, and turns out he's the guy who ends up being worth your, <laughs> worth the most points for you. And usually, you probably, most people, I know I encountered this, I did such a good job predicting who was going to play with my free hit squad that none of my guys on my bench actually came into my squad, even though I wanted that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And Bakuna, clearly one of them. There's another Huddersfield player in the in the Dream Team. 
starting our forward line. Carlin Grant. Hey, speaking of championship players who are coming up to the Premier League doing well, Carlin Grant, 13 points. Who the hell is Carlin Grant? You know exactly who he is, Was Dave. it Charlton Athletic? Uh, I think that's where he came from during the January window. He's getting his minutes, and he's got he's got some points for you, Dave. Five. He's a five zero. Five two one and thirteen in his last he four matches. Five zero billion dollars, Dave. It's, I think you found your replacement for Ghostman Coiner for, for Coiner. He's even on the same team. I know. That's a pound. No, one point no, seven more. No, Coiner is officially. He's not on Huddersfield right now. I mean, technically, he's a Huddersfield player. <laughs> Only because you've kept in him. spirit. According to your bench, he's a Huddersfield player. In Correct. spirit, in ghost form only. Yeah, Carlin Grant. I think he's going to be a great. He's going to be a great championship scorer. Yeah, for Huddersfield. I mean, he was for Charlton. Yeah. When they go back down, he's Huddersfield. are going to be really glad they have him instead. Uh, we mentioned this guy earlier, also scoring 13 up front, Josh King for Bournemouth. I'm going to start referring to this guy as Brian Chesko's Josh King. <laughs> hey. This is we, we had hoped this would be 3-3 between Bournemouth and Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. It was 2-2. Yeah. It, Close. It, it was. Close. Callum Wilson owners. Not so good. Ryan Frazier well, owners. That was not the so listen. Good. David Brooks owners. Not so good. It's but Josh all... King owners. Hey, guess what? Three Bournemouth cherries I had. Yeah, the three those you mentioned. Three. Listen, yeah. Brian Chesko's Josh King. Tell us about him, Brian. <laughs> you heard me say it on the thing last week when we were talking about the the obvious team of the week. Callum Wilson, the obvious captain of the inter- team I, of I the have, week. I have to interrupt you. As I was filling out my free hit squad, Brian Chesko's voice from the podcast, which stood out to me when I also re-listened to our podcast, which, by the way, I do every week, Dave, just so you know. Sure, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's good sometimes. (laughs) I heard Brian Chesko's voice saying, it just seems too obvious. That's the fear that I have. And I, I ignored his voice in my head. And I went with the obvious. Three hammers in the back. The three cherries that you mentioned that have actually scored lately in the you know year 2019 of our Lord. And then, you know, Mane and Salah and Hazard and all of this. And who ends up scoring the points? What actually happens? How many guys from the Dream Team were in my squad? Yeah, not good. Look, all I said was there were seven viable striker options this week. That's true. The did. only ones who, who did anything... You got Firmino's assist, so Firmino gave you returns. Uh, you got a return from Solomon Rondon. On my bench. On my bench! Not on my bench. <laughs> and and look, the words, it was literal, especially Josh King at home. You did. So I like the whole point was he's on penalties, he's been playing really well, and this is about Callum Wilson picking up the entire Cherries squad. So this is the difference for Josh King over Callum Wilson, is that Josh King's on penalties. He's been just as involved in attacking uh, attacking as, as anybody else is. Ryan Frazier, look, Callum Wilson was cleared off the line by Paul Dummett in this match. It was inches away from going Blonde-haired in. Blonde-haired Paul Dummett, right? Yes. Looked weird to see... Because it, I was like, wait a minute, that's not Paul Dummett. <laughs> Who's that guy wearing Dummett's kit? Yeah. Why is why is 
why is Nasri wearing? No, wait. Who's the? <laughs> By the way, Dave, the world broke late in this match. Like the entire world, like the the whole conception of this galaxy split late in this match. Did Captain Marvel show up when Matt Ritchie of Newcastle scored? On Bournemouth. Yes. Because we know... I wanted to address this. Matt Ritchie is actually Eddie Howe, Bournemouth manager. I wanted to discuss this is, This game sh- truly should have been renamed and or <laughs> from henceforth ongoing called the Eddie Howe Derby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How in the hell do you manage one side and score pens for the other? I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. But then, And then he actually scored on his own, on his own club. I, I don't get it. That he manages. Unbelievable. It's a mystery that will never be solved. The Eddie Howe Derby. <laughs> Look. Sorry, Matt Ritchie. The whole point is, Ryan Frazier, on Josh King's actual goal, it was it was Dominic Solanke playing in Josh King because he missed Ryan Frazier. He had Ryan Frazier more open. So there was a p- potential Thanks, for... Solanke. Solanke. Thanks, King. Well, don't... It, Thank I you. wanted I th- the Ryan you, I thought points. you were making a pun. Thank you. <laughs> so lanky. Gosh. Ryan Frazier is also, you know, has the potential for points here. Callum Wilson should have probably gotten a goal here. So there were there are points to be had, and this is still great for Bournemouth going forward. Yeah. There's you you should feel not bad at all of having any of these guys. I wouldn't even hesitate. I don't know that it's that bad having King and Wilson. And Ryan Frazier. Heck, put David Brooks in there, too. Can you fit Junior Stanislaus in there? No! You don't want to. Nathan Speaking of of guys who can't stay healthy. Nathan Ake got an assist here, too, so that was good for anybody who went with him. By the way, even though no one bothered to deal with Hammer's attackers, Chicharito rounds out our dream team with 12 points. Hey, first of all, Andy Carroll's hurt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) Shocking. Speculation is it's not just... That this is season ending, which the potential then is career West Ham career ending for Andy Carroll. Sure. Who else is healthy here? Chicharito has this was a this is a deserving of starting spot performance. If you have Marco Arnautovic, who's in and out here uh, mentally, I don't hate Chicharito has a serious differential knowing that West Ham doesn't have anybody else. I don't either, because here's what I need to say. We we are an FPL podcast primarily, and uh, this is now heading into, you know, we're between game weeks 31 and 32. Clubs have seven or eight, nine matches left to play. At this point, throw overall points out the window. This is really about who's in form and who's going to finish strong. That's what's going to determine the rest of the season. And I agree with you. Chicharito is a legitimate transfer in for the rest of the season just on the basis of his form and the fact that he's going to play for the Hammers. The only downside is... Schedule. Schedule's not great, but this is still a guy who thrives on chaos and can score on anybody, anytime. He will score if the ball's in the box and it's at his feet. And And that's the key. And Hammers can do that against anybody. Yep. They're not... They're not top six, but they're just outside it, as we talked about earlier. Right. And they can get goals against anybody. All right. Moving on from the Dream Team, it's time to move on to a few segments that we like to include in our podcast. I'm going to start it with my stat of the day. 
And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. My stat of the day is the number 51. That is 51 is how old the player of the stat of the day is. (laughs) You know it's James Milner, and that's funny, but that's not his age. Oh, 51. 51 goals that James Milner has scored since he's been a Liverpool player. I don't know that number. It could be 51, but that's not what 51 means in this case. Okay. 51 is referring to the number of matches in which James Milner has scored in a row and his club has not lost. If Milner scores, you don't lose. What a freaking weird stat. It's weird, right? 51. The number of times I've wanted to transfer out Mo Salah during the Fulham match. You know, there are certain... uh, We hear from them pretty regularly because we're a pretty established fantasy FPL podcast. And so we get solicited all the time from different types of websites and different types of fantasy platforms and things like that. And there are platforms out there where you can do in-game transfers and, and such and be really interactive during matches of a game week. Man, I don't know if I'm... I mean, that's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, but if you were playing one of those, you probably would have gone from solid to Mane in a heartbeat mm. once that full match got underway. 51. The difference in FPL points between Salah and Mane in the last eight weeks. That's not true. Seriously. It might be. It, it might actually be it true. It feels like it, but it's not true. I don't know. You I'll don't do that. You don't know it's not. I'm going to do the math while Brian does his how to say. Our, our segment of the show where Brian teaches us how to say a player's name because he just can't trust the announcers on TV. So we have something called How to Say with Brian J., and for any listeners to our podcast who are new... J is the first initial of my middle name. It is real. It's not made up. It's not made up just to make the thing rhyme. It really is how to say with Brian J. So, Brian, there's a guy who didn't contribute a whole lot in reality other than a yellow card to the Fulham-Liverpool match. But it gave us the ability to say, hey, this guy did something. Let's, let's, let's learn how to say his name. So we were, take it away. We'll do a how to say for this player. We'll learn how to say this player's name. That's what this segment is. Scott just said that, didn't he? He did. I won't. <laughs> wait, we usually, I usually ask for music. Do you want music on this? Hey, Brian, do you want music for this? I won't ask you to subject any of our listeners to what I think you could play. Hmm. I just think that Fulham fans are missing a big opportunity if they don't have... A pair, like a a version of Mambo Number Five, for this guy. Like one, two, three. Yeah, four, everyone five. in the world knows Mambo Number Five. Okay, I, I didn't do my due diligence here, so that Fulham song may already exist for this player. Got you. It's the most obvious thing that anyone can do. I just want it to be on record that I 100% support and categorically reject any fan song about this player that is based on Lou Bega's stupid number one hit, Mambo Number 5. The actual song I want you to play, Dave, is okay. I want you to play Rosa Parks by Outkast. Yes. At least that gives us something loosely related to the name. Wait, Andre. pause, Brian. What? Dave, how do you feel about adding Outkast to your already eclectic 
iTunes library thanks to this segment week to week. Hey, I grew up in Georgia, man. I grew up in the dirty south. Give me some outcast. Rosa Parks is a good song. All right, Brian, continue. This week's How to Say is about Fulham's record-breaking transfer midfielder, 23-year-old Cameroonian, whom Fulham bought for £30 million. Money poorly spent. On the last day of the transfer window, pushing their total transfer expenditures for the summer to one over £100 million. They spent a lot of money and it was all poorly spent. The sale, Scott, to your point, prompted a great deal of mockery from Marseille support. <laughs> Andre Frank. 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 Frank? Why does he have two first names? I don't know. That's what his parents called him. There's he's, a hyphen between them, right? He, yes. Yeah. Right. He's getting paid £67,000 per week for what appears to be zero of any statistic, <laughs> statistical contribution of any kind. Good bargain. One thing's for sure, he will not get paid that next week. I kid, kind of. But look, based on his performance against Liverpool wasn't wasn't terrible. The common reaction from Fulham fans was basically 50-50. He was in the contention for Fulham's man of the match and also, holy crap, was that seriously Andre Frank with a man of the match performance? Where did that come from? 30 million pounds. Yeah. 11 appearances now. Great. Hey, look, you never know. He could have a bunch more great performances like that and it could pull Fulham all the way up to the 18th. No. Never. <laughs> you never know. Never give up. This guy's name, the midfielder's name is Andre Frank Zambo. Zambo. Angisa. 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 This is Yes. There is not really a lot of issue with this, with the name. It's Frank. pretty. Yeah, the Frank makes it. Yeah, I think everybody wants it to be Frank. Andre Frank Zambo. Anguisa. <laughs> I hadn't. I mean, I don't think. I don't. I feel like he's not involved enough for for him to have a, a regular spot in the announcer's mouth. <laughs> oh my, Zambo. I feel like if, I feel like you need to go one name with that name. And just go Zambo. You could go one, two, three, four, five names with him oh, if you wanted to. Sure. But how cooler would he be if he just went by Zambo? What if he just went by Monica? Yeah, or Angela or Rita. <laughs> oh, I put Mamba number five in my head. All those girl names are all those girl names are on on rotate now. Oh my god, this is so, regressing. All right, let's get out of this. All right, Andre Frank, Frank Zambo, Zambo, and Gisa, Gisa, Gisa. All right, I can close this out by by settling the. Mane Salah debate once and for all. You suggested that 51 was how many more points Mane has scored over the last eight weeks than Mo Salah. Uh-huh. It's actually 43. Oh, jeez. <laughs> over the last eight weeks, Salah has scored 28 points. Sadio Mane has scored 71. Holy gee. 
Gee, so, Manitly. Holy gee, golly, guy. Manitly. Just chew on that for a minute while I award my fantasy half point to Mike Dean. Mike Dean. Fantasy yeah. half point. You, you love Mike Dean. You hate him. I love him and hate him. There is no in between. We're both right, Brian. Yeah. There is no in between with Mike Dean. He either, you have to respect the fact that he either gets it really right or really wrong. Yeah, score one for the fence sitters. There are so many goals, four of them to be exact, in that Bournemouth-Newcastle match. I think it was uh, I think it was Nathan Ake who was held down by the shoulders in the penalty box on a free on a on a free kick on a on a corner kick, and Mike Dean ended up pointing to the spot, and that was where Josh King got started with his scoring with the penalty kick goal. Oh, but thank you, Mike, Mike Dean. I remember you, watching Dean. this. I remember watching it, and the announcer was like, "Yeah, I mean, Ake was held down by the shoulders, but that happens on every free kick in the English Premier League." And I'm like, "Just because it happens all the time doesn't mean it's right." Because actually, it's wrong. Mike Dean just happened to have the Deans to call it. You know what I'm saying? Look at you. Uh. So thank you, Mike Dean, for doing something right. Now, obviously, it's Mike Dean, and it's a penalty kick. That's kind of a joke, right? Because Mike Dean does that. He calls a lot of penalties. Yeah. But you know what? In this case, I don't care if you're in the minority, Mike. You were right. You called what no one else has the Deans to call Mike Dean had it. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Sometimes you get it really wrong, but in this case, you got it really right. And for that, I award you, sir, my fantasy half point. And on days when you do it right, Scott will call, he'll rename testicles Deans. <laughs> yes. And on days that you get it really wrong, he calls Mike Dean testicle head. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Actually, I reserve that for Simon Long. But anyway, I digress. Let's get into the free hit recap because we need to talk about this. We spent so much time last week because we're at that point in the season. This is the business end of the season, Dave. It is. The business business end of the season. You are playing your chips soon. Play business time. Siri, play business time by Flight of the Concord. That's so good. Play it. Anyway, we talked for about 25 minutes about playing your free hit. Now, I want to I want to say something at the beginning of this discussion. Okay, fine. Because we buried towards the end of the discussion this rule issue that we have with FPL about how if you don't use your free transfer before you play the chip, you lose the transfer. And if you have two of them, you lose them both. Yes, that's true. It's ridiculous. And we had so much feedback. From players in FPL who listened to our podcast who said, thank you for saying something on your podcast last week about that, or I would have lost my free transfer. Wow. You're welcome Yeah. to all who listened. That's why we do this. I felt so good Yes. <laughs> whenever we heard feedback that said, hey, I used my transfer before my chip because yeah. of you. Yeah. You're welcome. And That's why we do this. And since League Jeff does not listen to this podcast. Yes. His big complaint was, what? You mean I could have done this? I didn't know. And I said, this is why. We've been Listen trying to, to tell you. Listen to our podcast, man. Listen to our podcast. I, no, but seriously. You know I like to tell him? I like to say, you know what? 
I think there's a podcast out there that covers that type of stuff. <laughs> but listen, I felt great that we helped people with that. Sure. I also felt great that I helped myself with that. But I oh, anyway. okay, look at you. For the third time on this episode, I digress. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the free hit. I played it in game week 31. I was planning to play it the whole time. I didn't do anything with my squad to avoid the fact that this was going to be reduced game week. I went ahead and planned for playing my free hit to do my best guess as to what was going to work out in game week 31 in the five matches that were played. As you heard when we discussed the free team, it was a mixed bag. Sadio Mane is my captain. That was good. Angelo Ogbana, that worked out. Pretty much everyone else, not so much. Also, the fact that I got to 49 points and even had Solomon Rondon on my bench with his eight points, it just made me wonder what might have been. Yeah, I get it. That's tough, man. But Dave, you scored 22. (laughs) Oh, man. Dave really feels for you. I know, right? That's tough, man. As it relates to our discussion, and, and we didn't really make a bet, but really we are doing two different things with our free hit. And so it, 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 we can't help but make a comparison on our scores when we play our free hit chips. So right now, I outscored you last game week by 27 points by playing my free hit. Really, that's just Sadio Mane as captain, but whatever. It really is. 27 points. So when you play your free hit chip, you're going to have to outscore me that week by 27 or more points in order for your free hit to be worth more than my free hit. Dave. Do you regret not playing your free hit in Game Week 31? No way. I, I have to agree with you. No way. <laughs> it was a crazy game I week. I don't. Well, you know, look, the same thing, Scott, let's be honest, could happen in the double match week. I mean, you've said it. There's no guarantee. that The guys are going to play in two matches, right? You, you sent us a tweet in our Slack workspace where it was a fake Sadio Mane, or no, I'm sorry, uh, a Leroy a Sané. A Leroy Sané, it was a Gamey 26 or something 27. like that. 27. 27 owner who triple, you know, triple captain owners a of A lot of Sané people triple captain Sané. In 27. In 27. Hugging and consoling the triple captain Game Week 31 Sala Mo Sala owners. owners. Listen, I wasn't the only one, and I think no. a lot of people. He was the most captain in the last game week. Yeah, yeah of course he was. I, well, I, I remember last year thinking, Man, if I would have triple captained today, it would have offset the points. Sure. For for the look, I, I didn't start a full team, and so I just thought maybe this would be a way to help, you know, offset whatever to I try did. To, try to, to keep up hit. a little bit. Sure, right? sure. But but, but it didn't I work. never hit a triple captain. It didn't work. You got six points, right? Yeah. For Mo Salah. Yeah. Triple captain. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now listen, we're in a situation here now where I play the free hit. Again, 27 points is the difference. I still now, you have your free hit chip. I have my triple captain chip. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I feel okay. Now, sure. I've had a horrible season. I finished last season in the top like 0.5% of all FPL owners. I had an epic season. I think it, my final rank was overall was something like 33,000 or something, which is sure. amazing. Yeah, sure. But I digress. I'm not doing anywhere near that well this season. Right. I know now what managers of relegation-threatened clubs feel like. (laughs) I really do. And during the summer, I'm going to do a whole bunch of content about this because I feel like I've gone through this for the benefit of our podcast. At least I'm going to make it that. I'm going to redeem it, right? It's been awful. It's been terrible. Why why not do this next year? 
Next year we have we have two fantasy leagues. And mm. if you want to make it to the top league, you got to get promoted. And the bottom <laughs> clubs, the bottom teams get relegated. Listen, That'd be I'm, kind of fun. I'm down there. I'm, I'm close. I really am close. But I feel good about how I played my free hit chip. Now, time will tell on sure. how well your double game weeks do moving forward. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it really is lottery soccer I when it mainly, comes to the free hit. My gut says I mainly wanted to save my free hit for game week, match week 32, mainly because people a lot smarter than me were predicting that City was going to have Fulham and Cardiff in a double match week oh, in 32. I thought you were complimenting us for a second. Well, I think we mentioned that, but look, I, I, I'm i sc- scouring the internet as much as most people trying to figure out when the match weeks are coming. Let, let me set the stage for what we know as of the time of this recording. We know that currently there are 12 matches scheduled for game week 32. There's the regular 10 that we all are expecting, and City is at Fulham on Saturday, March 30th. That is as scheduled. That is as normal. The two additional matches scheduled for Game Week 32 are Wolves United and Spurs Crystal Palace. Now, we think that City Cardiff is going to be added to that, but officially it's not. So when you refer to the fact that City might have a double Game Week with at Fulham and Cardiff, it's not official as of the time of this recording, but if that's the case, yeah, on paper, playing the odds, playing the lottery, that seems really appealing. Yeah, I think that there might be a few more matches added, not just City. You think Cardiff. 32 is going to be a, a bloated game week? I think there's going to be more. I think there might be 10 teams that play double matches. I mean, there are something like... Seven more matches still to be scheduled as of the time of this recording. Seven. Yeah. So they got to go somewhere. They do. And week 35 seems to be another landing spot. Yeah. If, if Brighton wins another FA match, they're going to have three games that need to be rescheduled. Yeah. If, Ryan. If they do. And that's going to be, I mean, that's a tall order. Look, if I use my free hit on match week 32 and I have plenty of time thanks to international break to figure that out but yeah do I feel pretty good if I free hit in Aguero Raheem Sterling which I own both of them already maybe add a David Silva to it sure or maybe Ederson because I don't see them giving up a ton of goals like yeah give me give me three city players Tottenham is one of those teams that have a double match week one yeah. of their matches is Liverpool. Yeah. So at but, Liverpool, but Harry Kane, I'm still playing Harry Kane. Why now, will, would you captain Harry Kane at Liverpool? And no, I would. Captain, I mean, one of the City players is where you go, okay. in my opinion. All it's right. a no-brainer. You just got to try to figure out which City player is it going to be. <laughs> which is just like playing the lottery, like I did in game week 31 with uh, my free apology. Hit. I'll say it seems to be most of the time that Sterling and Aguero. If healthy, are in the are in the lineup. So well, especially after, I mean, I know they haven't had a, maybe a week. Aguero's off. not playing too internationally, by the way. Just so he's had throw, a week off. Just want to throw that out there. Great info. But he's not going anywhere. He and I believe David Silva are not playing for their national team, so they're not going anywhere. Can we just say a late March international break is a terrible, horrible idea? Ridiculous. Whatever. I've got four guys now. If Silva, I've got Bernardo Silva in my lineup as a as a midfielder. 
kind of a third, fourth midfielder. Uh, he would be five if the City double game week happens. If there's more matches that are added, I'm going to have plenty of double game weeks throughout my squad without my free hit. I feel okay about those. But I feel the best about Paul Pogba's. He's home against Watford and at Wolves. Now, both of those are a little tricky. Well, sure. And so I'll have, I'll probably have Lukaku and or Rashford or both. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe saddled up with Aguero, although I have Kane, so that might be an issue. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe you don't have Kane, but maybe I just pick a Lukaku. But with a Pogba and then, you know, maybe maybe someone else too. Let me ask you a maybe question, Maybe a Jay Lings. Let me ask you a question, Dave. So I'm an Aubameyang owner. And, and right now, Arsenal are hosting Newcastle in 32. Would you go to a Lukaku or Rashford from Aubameyang because of two matches over the fact that Aubameyang is hosting Newcastle and there should be potential for goals there with one match? Yeah, but Newcastle is such a weird team, man. Sometimes they can play really well. I, On the road Arsenal's at Arsenal? Always good at, Arsenal's been good at home all year. That's my point. Aubameyang at home against, Ars, uh, against Newcastle. Versus Lukaku with two matches, both against clubs fighting for the seventh place spot in the table. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'd probably go for the gusto and go for the double matches. But see, as an Aubameyang owner already, I'm not. I'm thinking about not going anywhere and just sticking with him. If well, he gets if me you eight own points, him and you don't have your free hit and or wild card. Yeah, sure, stick with him. Absolutely. But I do have a free transfer to use somewhere. And well, in theory I want to use it somewhere where I can add a double game week. Just because. But I don't feel like Aubameyang is the guy to transfer out to get a double game week in. No, I, I don't think the risk is worth that reward. I agree. All right. I'd go I go somewhere else. Brian, what do you think? You free hitting, Brian? That is a really good question and all I keep thinking is this is exactly why you hope that you have your wild card this late in the season. Mm-hmm. I feel like it changes so much of your strategy. And I wish because there are so many times where you're like like now it would be so much better to be able to pick your squad compared to the panic of I have four players who are injured. I have my wild card and it's just burning a hole in my pocket as I as I stare at my injury decimated squad. So if, I mean, that's just a, that's neither here nor there. That's the subtitle of this podcast, by the way. (laughs) Um, No, I think I agree. I mean, I think it is, you know, Arsenal at home is different. Juicy. Uh, I agree though, too. Newcastle is, they're no dummies and they know what they're doing at home. They only, you know, they lost two one to Arsenal in the in the fixture earlier in the season. Um if the if the Ars, if Arsenal win 2-1 at home against Newcastle, I wouldn't be entirely surprised but by I that. But I don't own an Arsenal defender. Yeah. I own Aubameyang. Yeah. He's going to score one of those two goals or at least assist, you would think. You would think one of those two goals. You placing faith in the gentleman who is leading the league in big chances missed. Scott. Well, so far, yes. Interesting. But you know what? I So let me ask you this. I asked you guys the question about Aubameyang to Lukaku or Rashford. But if you can make it work to go from Aubameyang to Aguero, that's a different question, right? Yeah. Yes, that is a... Di- yeah, I feel yeah. like that is different. And, it, and yes, and I don't think it's a terrible... I don't necessarily think it's a terrible move. If you can't, if you can't find a way somewhere else in the squad easily to get from 
you know, uh, let's say like, uh, you know, you have somebody cheap, you have a Bednarik or a Juan Basaka and you, you know, you can't get to Luke Shaw or something like that. You know, if it's something where you could, you can make a move that's a little easier that way. You know, I feel like you, you know, that's a, that seems like a more of a no brainer kind of move going from, I don't think it's that terrible if you have the money to go from Obama Yang to Lukaku or Rashford. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a crazy move. It's not crazy, but I'm not tempted by that. I'm more tempted to go to Aguero if I can make the money work. I'm tempted to sell Allison to play David De Gea. That is that's Agreed my te- that is my temptation wow. going into this going that's, into this double week. That's interesting. Um, a lot a of people take. are moving from Allison. To, well, Ederson. I mean, because Manchester City. I think that is a that's a move. I think that will happen by the millions. <laughs> if there's that many people that own, if Manchester City do get the double week, Allison to Ederson. Oh, I think that'll. Ha- I think you'll have. It could go to fifty percent ownership on Ederson if you can get if you can get Manchester City playing against Cardiff and and. Uh, this is where it's so. So I really, I, I'm going to be completely transparent and say that I really struggle to separate real life Premier League and rooting interest from fantasy Premier League. I know as an FPL owner that makes total sense, but as a Liverpool fan, I want, I need, I need City to drop some points. Now, I, obviously, I'm not counting on that with Fulham and Cardiff as much as I may be in 35 when, what is it, United and Arsenal or something like that? Well, yeah, it's Spurs. Yeah, it's Spurs, Spurs and the Manchester, yeah, Manchester Derby. So Spurs too. and United yeah. is the 35 double yeah. game for City. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not counting on that so much in 32 as I would be in 35. But, man, I really want City to drop a couple of points somewhere. But for that to happen, then Ederson would lose a lot of points, you would think. Yeah. Penalty kick options keppa dream team all that stuff is is in my mind right now notwithstanding so i'm really struggling with that even though what you're saying again when we come when it comes to playing the odds makes total sense hey if uh if zanka can score at manchester city anyone can score by the way if zanka can just be zanka Andre Frank zambo Ungisa can be just zambo amazing yeah okay yeah that's fair enough all right all right, so Dave, are you going to play the free hit as you sit here? Do you think you're going to play it in Game Week 32? Uh, almost yes. Almost probably yes. Okay, and when you do, the goal is going to be what? To, to get an entire squad of double Game Week players? Or real close to it. I mean, there might be better matchups. I mean, you just got to wait and see what happens. You ate a couple of zeros in Game Week 31, hoping that double Game Weeks in 32 with your free hit are going to overcome that. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, Brian, what do you think? Um, I think that when it is official, if and when it's official that Manchester City get that double uh, that double match, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard not to. And just to put the disclaimer out there, if you're going to do the free hit in game week 32, use your free transfer or free transfers first. Because if you don't, you will lose them when you play the chip. You have been warned again by the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. You're welcome. This ends the public service announcement from the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. We will close things out this week by taking a look again. We haven't done this in a while. 
we're going to look at the five bets that we have made over the course of this season so far. It should far. be more. We, we need to work on making that more. But let's just let's just discuss these for now. I don't know. I feel like this is a good All right. a good middle ground here. All right. So first bet was very early in the season. We made a bet that Diogo Jota, Dave, yeah, would score more than seven goals on the season. Did you I, said I over. over. You have the over yes, on I, seven and a half. I think I might be winning this. And I have the under on seven and a half. And so far on the season, he has seven. Diogo Jota has six. Oh! Three of those came when he scored his hat trick in game week 23 against Leicester City. Yes. But he has six on the season. As long as he only scores one more. You win. I win the bet. He's got to score two more for me to win. Correct. So this one's tight. It this is, is going to be a good one. Oh, man. I'm stupid, nervous. Stupid hat trick. All right. Second bet we made this season. He's been real good, though. Wolves have been really good yeah. on the whole. Yeah. They've had some like really lousy weeks. Yeah. But on the season, they've been fun. They've been a lot of fun. All right. Second bet we made this season was where Burnley would finish in the table. And Brian got involved in this one. Yep. I was, and I'm wrong, wrong, wrong. You are right the now. wrongest so far. So right now, Burnley in the Premier League table. Oh, I think you must be winning this because I think I feel like you. Yeah, Scott them. had him way down. Scott, Scott was crapping on them hard. Currently, Burnley are sitting 17th. Yeah, yeah. Brian, you thought they'd finish 10th. Yeah. By the way, just to give context, we made this bet as they were starting to, as you said, Dave, crap the bed with the Europa League. Right. And then we wondered how much it would affect the Premier League place. Brian, you said they'd finish 10th. Dave, you thought they'd finish 11th. I said 15th. Mm -hmm. Currently, they sit 17th. You were wrong then, but you're... The only good thing about the table is the points between them and 11th place is small in, in total points. That's the one... That's the Brian, one. don't try to justify your Look, ranking. I'm just saying... They stink. I'm not, I'm, and we all agreed that they were not going to be as good as they were last season. Although, but. Ashley Barnes and Dwight McNeil are keeping that boat afloat. Good. By the way, it hurt when Dwight McNeil scored because he's in my real squad, but he wasn't in my free hit squad. So the fact that he scored Brutal. this past week, yeah, it caused me when physical I, I'm pain. Like, every, every time Dwight McNeil does something, I remember myself saying, Who the hell is Dwight McNeil? <laughs> Listen, so I've owned him for weeks, and I felt okay as my fifth midfielder. All right, third bet was N'Golo Conte's goals on the season. Yeah. The over-under was five and a half. Okay. He's you, probably got four. My guess you bet the over. I bet the under. He's currently sitting at three goals. Oh, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's getting he's that. He's not getting that. Yeah, nah. I feel pretty good about that one. Not, not, not in this form. Not yeah. right now. Chelsea's schedule is okay. He's not. He's not. But getting, I just doubt that he he's might get, get one there. more. Yeah, that's the safest two point difference that I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's so true. Fourth bet also had to do with a player's goals. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Yeah, Dave, you thought that Aubameyang would get to thirty plus goals in the Premier League. You bet the over on thirty. I'm 30. I bet the under. Currently in the Are you Premier sure it League. wasn't in all competitions? It was the league. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just... Currently, Aubameyang says it's 17. Leading, yeah. the, leading the way. Still, that's still good for you, Dave, but it's not really close to 30. It's not. 
if he only could just convert on half of his big chances missed. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, he's missed penalties, tap-ins. Scott, you are so lucky that I'm not on route to winning that. Well, I can't lose on that bet because if he does score a lot of goals, I own him currently, and I win an FPL. So. Touche. All right, final bet. And this one's a little tricky, so stay with me here. Oh, man. So we we had a bet about who would score the most goal, uh, the most fantasy points, the most fantasy points towards the end of the season between Mo Salah and Christian Eriksen. I thought Salah would. You thought Eriksen would. How, how do we, overall? It, overall fantasy points. Now, at the time okay. we made the bet, Mo Salah had 151 points. Gotcha. Christian Eriksen had 81 points. And I it, thought that he'd overtaken by 70? No, no. No, you no. just that from just that who, moment from on. From that moment on, who would have the most points? Okay. And in fact, I spotted you 10 points. Okay. okay. So I said that Salah had to score 10 more points than Eriksen did. From that point on. From that on. point on. Okay. Now, now, currently, Eriksen's been cold too, so that's it. Right. This, this might be interesting. So currently, as we sit here, Mo Salah, as we already said, has 205 points. So since we made that bet, Mo Salah has scored 56 points. Okay. Christian Eriksen is currently sitting on 115 points. Since making that bet, he has scored 34 wow. points. Wow. Has so, he played? I think he did. He miss some games, or is he played? I think he has been playing. He's, he's had four twos in a row. Yeah, four twos in a row prior to the blank in game week thirty-one. Dave. Oh, uh, uh, well, okay. Well, okay. So what's the difference? It was. I wasn't paying close enough attention. Let's be it's honest. close. Fifty-four to thirty-three. That's not to close, thirty-four. Brian. Oh, that's 20 points. That's 20 points, and, and I spotted you 10. So right now I'm winning Just that bet by 10, 10 points. And Salah's played one more game. Correct. It's a game at hand. But as we, as we sit here, while you might be owning me in the table this year for fantasy, for FPL. Things I'm, are leaning your way in the bets. I've got a clean sweep going in the bets right now. You're not winning the Jota bet. You don't think so? No. All right. That's my only one chance of not getting swept in the bets. Now, one of the most epic moments, and, and I say this as we start to close this episode out, one of the most epic moments of our podcast came months ago Yeah, when Brian yeah. apologized for getting a pronunciation wrong on a town in England. Yes. Yeah, man. He, he replicated a, I believe it was a, a, an apology from the Simpsons. Yeah, it's very important. I have never laughed so hard. This is great. As during that portion of the podcast. Sure. That, that particular episode. My yeah. most important apology ever. Yeah, it's true. This would be a great time if you have it to replay that. Part. I'm only saying that because I know my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, so that's that's only a <laughs> tiny, only a tiny, it's not even true, actually. Yeah, sure. Now, Dave, you made a bet more than one year ago. Yes. With Andrew the Ref. I did. And it was, I don't even hardly remember, but I think it was in reference to Sevilla and Manchester United. Moving on in the Champions League. So okay. it was literally... That easy. Who was going to move on? It was set up so that it was going to be Manchester United. It right? should have been, sure. And you're pro Premier League over La Liga all day long. Absolutely. Long listeners to this podcast know that. Andrew the Ref leans La Liga more than you do. He just leans anything anti-Premier League, which okay. is fine. Well, He's a troller. Uh, that's not true. In this case, <laughs> Sevilla ended up winning the bet for him. He did. And you were supposed to pay up. 
Yes, and you this did is a not. fun bet. So it was more than a year ago, Dave. In the context of bets, well, so so in fairness, in fairness, uh-huh. what happened was this was brought up about I don't know eight months ago, mm-hmm. and it's like, Dave, are you going to pay the bet up? And honestly, at this point, I'd forgotten. There was no reason why I haven't, right? Because the the payoff is fun. Um, but then I said, well, look, hold on. We're a few months away. Let's just do it on the year anniversary. Now, that was like last week. So I really feel bad about not doing it. Honestly, I just forgot. So this this before the next match week, I will I will do it. And it's a fun bet. And what I have to do is this. You got to do push-ups, okay? That's the bet. The, the loser had to do push-ups. And in between the push-ups, you had to say one line from, I think it's Happy Gilmore. I am dumb. You are smart. Oh, yeah, yes. Yes, Happy you, Gilmore. Yes, you are, he's apologizing to Chubbs. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. When he's apologizing to Chubbs, it, it's a fantastic apology. And it's, it, anyway, so I have to do that and then put that on the Slack channel. So that will be fun when that happens. All right. Why don't we put that on social media, too? Do I have your permission to post that on our social media channels? No, this is only for <laughs> Slack members. This is incentives incentives for those All right. uh, who are part of that workspace. So that's, that's right. a great moment then for us to plug on this episode our Patreon page. Sure. Because next season, not this season, but next season, we're going to open up our Slack workspace to, to, to listeners who are at certain at a certain tier on our yep. Patreon page. And that's a great way to describe how you can become a monthly supporter of our podcast and at different tiers based on how much you support us, we will give you access to additional resources from what you already get by subscribing for free to this podcast feed. So if you want to find out more about that, and if you want to see our faces, which I'm sure are different than what you think they are Probably. after just listening to Usually us, are. patreon.com slash FSFC. Now, as we record this, we've already said there's 12 matches scheduled for Game Week 32. There's bound to be more as we go into the international break. And then through that and approaching the following week, two weeks from now, Game Week 32 as we record. We are going to have more to discuss. Whether or not we have a podcast episode for you next week, there will definitely be social media content. There will definitely be website content. So be sure to check us out anywhere you can find Fantasy Soccer FC. That's definitely Facebook, definitely Twitter, definitely Instagram, definitely Patreon. If it's anywhere else, I don't know who's doing that, but it's not FantasySoccerFC.com is our website, so check all those things out to get additional content from us as we head into Game Week 32. And of course, stay, stay subscribed to our feed, because if we do another episode next week, you will be the first. I love it. Sounds good. Thanks, Scott, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time, 